Welcome to the Ask Genesis podcast. It's a podcast to help the people of Genesis Community Church go deeper into each week's sermon. Each week we talk with the teaching pastor of that week and ask more details about the passage. If you have a question yourself that comes up, you can email info at genesiscommunity.church. Just put it in the subject line, Ask Genesis Podcast. You can also write down any questions you have during the sermon and drop those in the offering boxes in the back. This podcast is sponsored by Genesis Community Church, just because we don't have any other sponsors. This week, I sat down with Galen Blom, one of our elders and teachers here at Genesis Community. We talked more about Colossians 4, 7 through 18. We talk about how Paul just wasn't, he wasn't just a one-man band, but he had a team of faithful servants that supported him. We talk about the culture of celebrity pastors and how to avoid it. We talk about how our church desires to be a diverse church, but not making that feel contrived. And then we end by talking about how people in our church might find their calling. I hope you enjoy this week, and let's get to the show. Galen, thanks, man, for joining us and joining me. Hey, you and, bet, uh, Josh. I appreciate this, the passage this, this Sunday. I thought it was really good. So what I want to do is I want to just, we, we were looking at Colossians 4, 7 through 18, and I just want to get into a few questions that I had and then a few questions that were submitted by the people. And so I think as we move forward, it could be cool if people hear something and they want to get more into it, they can just yeah have an opportunity to right in. Yeah. yeah. So engage in the dialogue. The first thing that I thought was really interesting, I mean, this is a we're closing our Colossians series, but the text is seven through eighteen. And I'm not gonna take the time to, to read it all, but the point the one of the major points was that everybody thinks of Paul as like he's the man like I mean God used him in a very spe- special yeah. way that he didn't use other people right um, but you find out here and like you mentioned there's a list a slew of other very talented faithful brothers that almost like Paul's team or right. people that were supporting yeah, him supporting the ministry on mission so my first thing was I wanted to dig into that a little bit um, the word servant is used a couple of times in this text. And I didn't think it was by coincidence that God is trying to say that these men that are helping Paul are essentially servants of the Lord. So I thought from your perspective, like how would you encourage our people to be servant minded or what are the key points that you think when, when you think of someone being a servant of the Lord? I think service is really being true to using the gifts and talents that God's given you in connection to the opportunities that God provides for you. I think there's a real mistake when we think about serving God that all of a sudden it has to be, um, you know, just related to the institutional church. I'm an usher, mm-hmm. I sing in the choir, I do this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, service um, can be expressed every day to your husband or wife or your children, your next-door neighbor, your associates. And a lot of times our service, I think, biblically um, just flows out of, you know, the talents and gifts and heart that God's given us. And so I think the body functions in the healthiest way mm-hmm. when everyone is contributing the piece or part that God has providentially designed them to contribute. Yeah. And we run into trouble when we try to make it something other than that or we try to put the the square peg in the round hole, yes, you know, yes. when the work becomes more important than the worker. Yes, yes. And I want to get into possibly talking more about how people kind of know what what their role is or how they might serve the church. But um, there's a couple of good questions that were sent in and in regards to 
the idea you mentioned about celebrity pastors mm-hmm. and how we that's kind of a danger that we can fall into in our right? culture yeah and so here's here's a couple a couple of things that kind of address that but here's one question it says how has the celebrity pastor phenomenon hurt the, the mission of the church in America well we need to follow a man rather than the master hmm. um, I think we're looking to a person um, for the vision and direction Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that person can be a significant tool of God's when their heart mm-hmm. and vision is really aligned with the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, other times, I think, tragically, we have men who are building more of their own kingdoms than God's. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is more about their reputation mm-hmm. than you know, really expanding the work and ministry yeah. of God. How do I know if... Um how do I know if I've gotten to like a bad place with putting on pedestals, pastors or authors or people that are, you know, that we really respect that are very talented people, yeah. you know? <clears throat> well, I think um, when you start to spend more time reading someone else than mm. over the scripture, mm-hmm. that you're positioning yourself in kind of a dangerous place. Gotcha. Now, that isn't to say that we can't go to extra biblical mm-hmm. sources, mm-hmm. Um, but I think those should supplement, um, not be the primary that's um, good source of, yeah. of our pursuit of God. Yeah, I think that's that's really good because even for me, it's easier to like put on a podcast of my favorite pastor mm-hmm. than to spend time making sure that I'm reading the Word of God. And sometimes I can fall into yeah. that where it's like, oh, I'll just put on another sermon. Right. I guess it's in, in a sense like a little bit of Christian entertainment, you know, because these guys it, are really it, gifted. It can be. Yeah. You know, it can't become that. And in one sense, it's a very good thing if mm-hmm. it's supplementing your own time in the Word. Right. Um, but mm. too often today, you know, we end up, you know, saying, "Well, oh, I wonder what, you know, this person has to say about yes. that person," and 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 that's the wrong person to be looking to. Yeah. Not that sometimes you know you aren't going to hear or find truth there. Mm-hmm. Does it? You think it kind of like? So your encouragement is stick to the Word of God, and then that will make us deeper. Richard, yeah, get start, more out of it. Start or? with the Word of God. Supplement with okay. extra biblical, even your own pastor. Mm-hmm. You know, don't let that be the only source of your spiritual yeah. diet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you have the Spirit of God. You have the Word of God. Mm-hmm. God wants to work through the Word and His Spirit in your life, and yeah. uh, have you, you know, hear and discern mm-hmm. truth, and then you can, you know, the questions you have, kind of like this dialogue. You can go to other members of the body of Christ mm-hmm. uh, to seek insight. Yeah, um, I think it's t- it, it can be a very subtle thing, right? Like over-emphasizing pastors in a way like... It can be a real subtle thing. Because I, I remember when I was that's at, where it, it, at it becomes, church, I was like, when that pastor wasn't preaching, I kind of got disappointed a little bit in my own heart. Like, And that was, mm-hmm. that was, that was a gut check moment for me. Like, oh, do I yeah. want to see him or do I want to... See- be taught by the Word of God, <laughs> yeah. you know? So, oh, yeah. But you don't realize well, that. Well, yeah, right? you know, again, you're touching on a whole other challenge. Um, there's nothing wrong with really appreciating gifted communicators who are teaching God's Word. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we go to church to hear that person, mm-hmm. you know, we're slipping into that celebrity or that consumer model or mm-hmm. I'm at church more mm-hmm. for what I get versus Which is you know, like giving giving worship yes. you know and service yeah. to God yeah. uh, first and foremost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think, you know, as a as a culture we've really we've really struggled with that. Yeah. because um, we, we value excellence mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes the pursuit of just ministry done well mm-hmm. becomes more important to us than 
you know, ministry. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's really important. Um, here's a couple of other ideas. Um, you mentioned that the church, the gospel is not supposed to be homogeneous. Like, all everyone looks the same, mm-hmm. acts the same, but it's very, it's supposed to be diverse. Mm-hmm. You see that taught in the New Testament. Um, <clears throat> here, <clears throat> excuse me. Here's a question that was um, sent in. How do we pursue multi-ethnic, multicultural gospel community without it feeling contrived or disingenuous? Mm-hmm. Well, if you're in a community that is very homogeneous and there isn't any multi-ethnic mm-hmm. you know, expressions, it's very difficult to do. I think then it kind of can be contrived. But in the community that we live in, the city that we live in, it would be, um, yeah, I would go so far as to say wrong not to have a diversity mm-hmm. of um, ethnicities, mm-hmm. social economic levels um, represented. Mm-hmm. Um, because that was a big part of, you know, Paul's message to the Colossians. You right. Know, the gospel, the, you know, hope of glory in you, the hope of God's glory yeah, in you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and the whole essence of that is it's not just the Jews, you know. Mm-hmm. The Gentiles have been invited in at an equal level. They're joint ears with Jesus. You know, we are all on even footing at the yeah. cross and need to recognize and respect and honor one another that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, even in is this... Is that something that you guys as a staff are thinking about and talking a lot about and trying to help us become we are, more diverse we than just, we are? We just went to a conference last week, um, Mosaic. That, that was the theme of it. And uh, we just finished the staff meeting and have scheduled a uh, a meeting where we are wanting to bring together all of those uh, who are non-Anglo cool. uh, to really listen and hear. Because we, we want to be multi-ethnic, but we don't want it to be contrived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and really, it's it's a work that only God can do, but it starts mm. in each of our hearts to mm. really wanting to, you know, open ourselves to learning from others right. who've had different life experience yes. uh, than we are. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think being, you know, for me, you know, being, you know, white, middle-class male, I've lived a very privileged life, and mm. that's been my only perspective. Yeah. And uh, yet... You know, more and more, that's that's more minority position, and yet we've held the positions of, of power. Yeah. And um, it's really important to give voice, and not just voice, but to learn from right. those who've had a, a different life experience. Almost to, almost to, like, go even further and kind of celebrate. Absolutely. Celebrate. <laughs> yeah, to recognize in diversity we're, we're stronger than we are, you know, apart from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not easy to accomplish. And so sometimes, you know, we, again, a cultural, I think, aspect is, you know, what's more, whatever's more comfortable is kind of what is most natural. Mm-hmm. And uh, if it's a little awkward, we have a tendency to want to avoid or not push into it. And um, that we have to, you know, really we confess, have to, right? yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that that's, that's really, you know, yeah, more fleshly than spiritual, mm-hmm. and uh, we mm-hmm. do need to get to exactly where you said, where yeah. we really want to value and, and we desire it. And that was part of what was present in this on this ministry team. Yeah, you know, Paul even made reference to it. You know, yes. There's only three people who are, you know, Jews mm-hmm. on, on this on this team. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Well, four if you counted him, but yeah, you know, has a multi-ethnic. 
team. Yeah. Um, and I think if you kind of peel the onion on most scriptures, you're going to find that's that's the essence of it, particularly with Paul, because right. Paul was, you know, called to reach the Gentiles. Yes, yeah. And so he was reaching the non-Jewish exactly. non person. Well, that kind of brings up the next kind of thing that I want to dive into a little bit is Paul had this specific calling that God gave him, um, and it mentioned even at the end of 4, see that you fulfill the ministry that you have received in the Lord. So he's saying that to that Archippus. guy, but yeah. Archippus, yeah, but... Like I guess my thought was, how do we, how do we encourage our people to really figure out what their calling is? You know, not everybody's gonna be a Paul, not everybody's gonna be a preacher, not everybody's gonna mm -hmm. do this or that. But I think some people just feel like I don't really know what God has for me. Yeah. Well, some of it is just to teach that everyone is given at least one spiritual gift, and and usually more than one, and to encourage them to kind of prayerfully explore that. And I think the best way of learning that is for somebody to allow themselves to be um, exposed to and to engage in as they mature a mm -hmm. plethora of different ministry opportunities. And you kind of find, you know, when you when you get exposed to what God has created you to uh, be life, you know, give life to you, mm -hmm. um, there's a, almost an awakening. It's like, ah, oh, you know, this doesn't feel like work anymore. Mm -hmm. This feels like a blessing. Hmm. And um, so people just need to probably just try out different opportunities, ministries, kids. That's that's or, one of it. And then look at their lives and, and say, you know, where have I been fruitful? Hmm. You know, what ministries has God um, blessed um, in my life? Hmm. And, uh, yeah, there's a big part of it. Um, just what are you drawn to? Yeah. You know, um, yeah. and enjoy and press into that. It's not that everything is going to be enjoyable, yeah. but the ministry that you've been designed for inspires and, and creates life and causes, you know, your, your adrenaline to start your heart to beat a little quicker. You, yeah, you know, yeah, there's, yeah. there's an energy and there's excitement that comes when you start to think about it, even if there's challenges in front of you. Mm. And I mm. think, you know, we all need to find those things that kind of, you know, get our hearts pumping a little bit faster. Yeah. Is not, that, can, maybe you could share a little bit, like, is that kind of how you, you feel in regards to kind of your journey along the ways of being a pastor and like you trying out different things. You have a rich history of yeah. lots of different things, right? Yeah. And that has kind of over time, did it just kind of like shift a little bit and you kept refining it down for you? Or Yeah, I mean, my my gifting, whether you call it you know, apostolic or leadership or, mm -hmm. or, or where it is, you know, I've just found I've always been excited about, you know, identifying and mobilizing people into where's God going next? Um, hmm. Yeah, we live in a dynamic world. It's always changing. And mm -hmm. so that means, you know, our methods need to kind of evolve with time, not our message, but our methodology. And so I've always been kind of energized by, you know, how is God moving in the world? And what what is he doing to, to reach this next generation? And mm -hmm. how does the church remain relevant to its to its day, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, how how can the gospel be con contextualized yeah. to have people really understand this eternal life giving message, mm -hmm. you know, the death, burial, and resurrection of, of Christ? Yeah, and um, so that's always energized energized me. Just seeing lives changed, you know, in the teaching because that's another you know gift. Yeah, is uh, just watching people. You can kind of tell when you're when you're teaching or talking when the light bulbs go on for somebody. 
and that's a that's an energizing moment. Yeah. In your own study, but then in the communication, yeah. when you kind of see, okay, they got it. You know, you can kind of almost see over people's faces. Hmm. It's like, ah, oh. it, it just that's what clicks. that means. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, and, yeah. and to be God's instrument to help people see more clearly, mm-hmm. you know, His uh, His truth is uh, is real life giving. Yeah. You know, for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so. Yeah, and a lot. I think a lot of people. We're not saying that it has your gift has to be within the context of a church. Like it no. could be working at Kroger. And, well, even right? like, um, like you know what I was describing in leadership or kind of the apostolic, depending on your defining that. It's more just of an entrepreneurial spirit, you know. So you'll find somebody who has that spiritual gift would be probably manifesting that in his everyday life by being intrigued and drawn into starting starting things. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's new businesses or whether it's new divisions within a business, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. they get excited about the startup, yeah, about yeah, the yeah. beginning of something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. You, you'll find that true, you know, with every gift and talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it manifests itself in every expression of life. Yeah. So to go back to you said you said in order to help us figure out what we're called to or what ministry we might be involved with, you mentioned the idea of community. And you said, well, you mentioned the idea of be, being known by people. Yeah. And so the people that know us most are the people in our lives. The yeah. People and I think, in our home group. Yeah, and I think a lot of those can say, hey, you know, you're really gifted at this. Hmm. Or when you do this, it's just, you know, evident that, uh, you know, that energizes you. Yeah, yeah, Because, yeah. Um, yeah, listening to the other members of the body of Christ and getting their feedback on uh, who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and how you you do what yeah. you do. Because sometimes, you know, when you first start into something, it's always awkward. Right. Oh, yeah. And you may not feel like, eh, I'm not doing <laughs> yeah. this very well. Right. But the people around you are going, man, you know, you're, you're really good at this. Mm. And you haven't completely refined it, but they see yeah. right away that it's like, There's oh, something you know, there. you take to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, sometimes we can be our own worst critics. Yeah. Well, it's so. interesting that kind of just in the life cycle where our church is, we have... We have essentially these three cultures coming together to try to be one body, essentially. And so, Mm -hmm. like, we don't know each other very well. Mm -hmm. So the idea of letting other people in and being, I guess the thought in my mind is, like, being intentional to get to know people so that they can have that opportunity to kind of help shape and refine each other. And that was kind of what we sent out an email today to people, and the whole point that that we wrote out was, we need you. Like, we need you to be you. We don't need you to be someone else. We don't mm-hmm. need another Patrick. We don't need another Gabe. Yeah. We don't need another Matt Brainer. We don't need another. We need you to be you. Yeah. And that is important. And yeah. I think it's that's what the text is saying is all these different people are being themselves. Yeah. And that is contributing to living the into what God's put in their heart and called them to, and being supported by the rest of the body exactly. to to do that and be that. Exactly. And that's that's really really cool. Yeah. Know? I mean, one of the things that's kind of missed in the text is um, Epaphras, who's who's sent by the churches mm-hmm. there. So you have really three churches: um, Colossae, Laodicea. And um, I'm not recalling the other one right away, mm-hmm. but probably collecting an offering and sending him to help support Paul and his ministry. Yeah, and that's how the body of Christ all you know, works. It's yeah, we're connected, we're all supporting, and so those who have the gift of giving and encouragement, mm-hmm. um, give and encourage. Yeah, and then you know Paul's ministry is able to really 
excel because yeah. of the support of you others. You even mentioned to me, I remember, I think at a dinner we, we had originally um, over there at that Mexican restaurant, mm-hmm. you mentioned to me that a lot of people, a lot of church culture these days is interested in building their own thing and not necessarily joining and building together or something, but everybody's building this individual silo or something, you know? And yeah. I think it's it's really interesting what's happening in our church because we're essentially trying to group three different cultures and mm-hmm. build it into one single yeah. It's, yeah, it's unity, really, right? It's really cool so, what, God's, what God's doing and yeah. the chance we have to, to learn from the different ways and different cultures yeah. um, and, and see those fused into a single culture that hopefully draws on the strengths of, of each of the others. Totally, yeah. Um, it becomes yeah. something new and yeah. better than, than what any one was exactly. apart from the others. Yeah. Well, the last thing I, I think we should talk about is you did mention in your sermon the church at Laodicea. Mm-hmm. And in Revelation, it tells us that that's the lukewarm church. Right. Right. So, yeah. How the only we, church in the list that God said nothing good of. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, so, how do we personally and as a church avoid being a lukewarm person? I mean, what are your first thoughts when someone says, man, I just kind of feel bland about it all right now? I'm just, eh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of interesting. You know, Pat and I were just, well, you he, he were in the room you know, talking mm-hmm. about, you know, staying focused on, on the essentials and not ever beginning to take those for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when you start to lose sight of, you know, just a very practical example, you know, we do communion each week. Yeah. And, um, you know, that runs the risk of just kind of becoming ritualistic. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's kind of like if you find yourself no longer to overstate, you know, getting goosebumps and just yeah, reflecting yeah, yeah. on, yeah. you know, the cost that was that was paid for your, you know, your salvation mm-hmm. and the grace that you're the benefactor of. You know, if that doesn't move you some way emotionally, yeah, uh, you know, it's time it's <coughs> time to it's on. time to step back and say, mm-hmm. you know, wow, you know, what what's what's happening in my heart. Mm-hmm. And is my heart beginning to you know, value or appreciate other things at the same level of something that shouldn't even ever be put at that same level yeah. and have begun to take for granted yeah. the grace of God or even worse, feel you know, expectant hmm. to where, you know, some somehow, yeah, God's gracious and so he'll forgive my sin and it's more about, you know, me just doing what makes me feel good and God taking care of what I can't. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a real dangerous place. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, instead mm-hmm. of being, you know, moved by, yeah, you know, just the the richness of the gospel. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. and having that move you to a yeah to a greater desire to advance the gospel yeah. and to spread the gospel versus let mm-hmm. the gospel be some self serving means for your gratification. Yeah, or, or personal security. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. Um, I mean, I think that's all interconnected to it. I love how it just connects right to the passage of everyone being a servant and finding their own ministry and 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 being them and not being someone else and like the freshness of mm-hmm. letting the Lord never get like stale to you yeah. or like almost like a ritual, you know, like or a religious thing. It's kind yeah. of, you know, even like I've been in bands and church bands my whole life. And so I could easily play and sing, a, you know, play a song mm-hmm. and it just be... I'm just playing the song. Yeah. It's not a I'm engaged with what the song is saying and, and what I'm singing to the Lord. It's just mm-hmm. here's the music on a sheet that I'm gonna play again for the hundred thousandth time. Yeah. You know, so it's 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 I guess it's self awareness of being aware of what's going on in your it heart. It is and catching that early. 
Mm. You know, because I, I think all of a sudden you can find yourself places that you didn't realize mm. if you don't have that sensitivity to, you know, am I slipping? Because really we're either moving forward in our spiritual walk and intimacy with God or we're moving backwards. We're never just still. You can't stand still. Right. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's, mm. it's having the, the self-awareness to know, you know, what direction am I, and am I moving yeah. and being very intentional. Yeah. And being honest about where you are. Yeah, yeah it is. Right? And, and not being afraid to ask for help and prayer and support by the rest of the body mm-hmm. um, when you start to recognize it. Yeah. Um, because, you know, sometimes you have to tell yourself to, to someone else and, and kind of, you know, benefit, plug into their faith for a little bit. Right. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and uh, that's how we kind of help each other. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if you let that go for too long, I think every, every community of faith runs that risk mm-hmm. of just becoming lukewarm and uh, Scary to being, me. you know, yeah. honestly kind of repulsive to God. Right. You know, yeah, spit and, you out of my mouth type. You know. Yeah, and hopefully that, that is not... Hmm. Something that uh, we want to see happen. No, I, yeah, yeah, be yeah. really, yeah, really intentional about yeah. avoiding it. So, as we're as a church, we're closing Colossians. Is there any talk about where we're going next? Oh, we're actually going into Titus. Oh, okay. Uh, starting cool. next week. Very cool. And uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a fun study. I don't think it's a book a whole lot of people have been exposed to, but some real rich stuff there. Yeah, I don't think I even. I mean, I've read it before, but obviously, but I don't really know much. I guess about it or have got, haven't gone really deep into it yet. So, yeah, so, so cool, man. Should be a good study. Well, I appreciate your time and I yeah. uh, hope this is helpful for people and we'll, we'll do it again yeah. some other time. All right. Thanks, Josh. All right, man. God bless.